We're so grateful that we've gathered here today in the presence of the Lord during Catholic Education Week to pray for our students, to pray for the teachers, to pray for the administration, to pray for families, for the gift of Catholic education. And while you're here today, in the presence of our Lord, if there's a question that can arise in your heart, and this is a different foreign experience, and wondering how effective this time of prayer can be. There's a short story I want to share with you. On Friday, March 27th, when Pope Francis was giving the early and early blessing, a blessing for the whole world. And normally he does this during Christmas and Easter, but on March 27th, he did it on this special day to pray for the end of coronavirus. And so many of you probably have seen it. It was a very beautiful, profound, yet solemn celebration in prayer. You can see Pope Francis walking up the steps by himself to pray and intercede for the whole world. And he said something beautiful. He said, faith begins when we realize that we need salvation. Faith begins when we realize that we need salvation. And so as people were watching the live stream, someone was able to catch a screenshot of one of the people who were following and watching the live stream. The lady who was commenting on the live stream, her name is Laura Eugene, and she gave this testimony as she was watching Pope Francis during adoration. And she had this beautiful phrase that she said. She said, this is a translation from the Italian, I never believed. I was an agnostic. But now I'm here in tears, crying, asking the Lord to protect my family. I just want to hug my family over again. And so in that experience of watching the Blessed Sacrament through the live stream, Laura Eugenie was a non-Christian converted on the spot. And the reason why this is possible is because you're just not watching the live stream of any ordinary bread. You're watching and adoring the bread of life. And Jesus Christ is truly present here. And the grace that he gave to Laura, Eugenie, he wants to give to you. The grace of conversion, the grace of deeper love for him. And so this time together is not um, a time that can be wasted. It's a time of grace for you. Even though you're not physically present here, the Lord still bestows grace. And maybe we still have a hard time believing that Jesus is truly present in the Eucharist. Maybe you have your doubts, especially in our modern scientific age. You wonder, how can God be truly present under the form of bread? You know, there was a Eucharistic miracle in the 8th century in Lanciano, Italy. And what happened there was there was a priest who was saying Mass, and he had the same doubt as well. He wondered if Jesus was truly present in the Eucharist. But as the priest was lifting up the host and he was saying the words of consecration, the wine in his chalice turned into blood, and the host began to turn into real flesh. 
And 1,200 years later, you can go to Lanciano, Italy, and you can still see the flesh that's in the form of a host and the blood that's coagulated into chunks. And it's amazing. It's an amazing miracle. In and of itself, that's pretty amazing. But in 1971, Dr. Linoli, who is a doctor of histology, anatomy, and clinical microscopy, he analyzed the actual flesh. And what he found was that he found that this flesh actually came from a tissue in the heart, the myocardium, in the left ventricle, the left ventricle of the heart, which pumps out blood and gives nutrients to the rest of the body. And he found that the blood type was blood type A, B. 1,200 years later, they were still able to analyze this, which was amazing. He submitted this into an Italian medical journal, and you can find that online. What's really interesting, though, is that in Buenos Aires, in 1996, Paula Alejandro was notified by a lady that they had found a host in the back of the church on a candle hole. This was a consecrated host, and someone just left it on just this random place. And so what Father Alejandro did was he took the host and it wasn't able to be consumed. So what we do in these normal moments is that we put the host into a chalice of water, or a glass of water. And what it does is the water will disintegrate the host. And once the host has become disintegrated, then our Lord is no longer present. And therefore we can pour the water down the superior. And so Father Alejandro put the host into the water and he left that in the tabernacle. Six days later, he found that the host was bleeding. And so he notified the cardinal at the time of what was going on. And the cardinal told him to take photos, professional photos, of the image of the host that was bleeding. And they took professional photos. You can see those photos now. And the cardinal at that time was Cardinal Jorge Bergoglio. He's Pope Francis. This was in 1996. In 1999, the host was still bleeding. It was still flesh. And so what happened was, Pope Fra uh, Cardinal Bergoglio, Pope Francis now, asked Dr. Castanen to analyze the tissue. And so what they did was they took a sample of the tissue and they brought it to New York to a renowned biologist, a chemist, Frederick Zudow. And he's an expert in determining the cause of death. And when they brought the sample to him, they didn't tell him what it was or where it came from. And as Frederick was analyzing the sample through the microscope, he found some very interesting things. He said that the blood type was AB, but the flesh also came from the heart, from the left ventricle. But what also he said as well was that this flesh still had white blood cells in it, therefore indicating that this was living flesh. And then later on, they told him that this actually came from a host that had been in the water for three years. He said, that's impossible. Because the white blood cells would not have been able to remain in it. And when they did, was they, one of the famous reporters at the time from Australia, he 
talked to Dr. Kasselman. Dr. Kasselman talked to Dr. Linoli, who did the analysis in 1971, and they combined their recordings and they found that it was the same type of flesh. And so I think in these Eucharistic miracles, the Lord is allowing these miraculous phenomena to happen, to remind us that He is truly present. That though veiled by the form of bread, Jesus is truly, really, and substantially present. And so as we gather here today, we gather in prayer, knowing that when God created the world, He said, let there be light, and there was light. And so when Jesus says, this is my body, that same power which created the world is able to turn bread and wine into his body and blood. And so as we are here and gathering, adoring our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, let us be mindful of the words he teaches us in Scripture. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. And he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. 